0: One part of Morrow's um, philosophy to master planning is value. The true purpose of planning is to serve people and the land. Cities should be a livable ecosystem that supports a community's culture while ensuring the land is sustainable and functional. Um, Dr. Liu and Daniel, uh, we, we talk about governance. Yeah. How has the pandemic changed the way your firm implements governance? Yeah, uh, Dr. Liu or Daniel, who would like to take the question?
1: So, uh, I I think uh, in terms of governance, I think we're just trying to, the pandemic has taught us to be a little bit more aware of what the market changes are uh, in the world. Before the pandemic, I think we were very focused on you know, our existing markets in, in China and uh, some some places in Southeast Asia. And what the pandemic taught us is that, uh, you know, if there was, you know, a big event that we couldn't control, you know, due to the pandemic, we weren't able to go to China for many, many years. And yeah. uh, the key lesson to us is that we have to make sure that we don't have too much reliance on one market uh, so that, you know, if anything were to happen to that market, things can can still continue from a from a business perspective. So I think that for us was the big sort of governance uh, lesson for COVID, you know, making sure that we are a little bit more diversified going mm-hmm. forward.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, Dr. Liu, would you have anything to add on to this? I mean, since you are a um, re- big expert and lots of experience in, you know, uh, this uh, topic. Well,
2: um, My profession, as you know, I'm a planner and an architect, and we deal with hardware. So uh, our job is really to create the hardware of a city or a building. So governance is more about the management of the community. So that's a a fundamental difference. So as far as um, Pandemic is concerned. Actually, if we plan a city with the right kind of hardware, and I often tell people that city is made of uh, steel and concrete, we should not really think in terms of planning a city and keep changing it uh, with every change in the situation because if if that's the case, they want to to keep tearing down buildings and then replace them with uh, new ones. Now that to me is ecologically very damaging and economically very damaging. So as a planner, as an architect, when we deal with the hardware, our main job is to find out what are the fundamental, unchangeable human needs. And then, and then when you know those issues, then you create the hardware which will last for generations. And actually, uh, that to me sounds like a a very ambitious uh, need, but actually it's not as horrible as you think because cities are created to meet human needs because uh, human beings are social animals. And also, when we do business, we have to gather together to interact with each other so cities is a creation to uh, as an answer to human needs and therefore uh even long long before industrial revolution we already had cities and uh, and in fact a lot of the old historical cities today are still very uh, well occupied that really gives us confidence that if you know the fundamental needs of the people, and create a city to meet those needs, it will just last for long, for generations. But, uh, but at the same time, in the early days before the Industrial Revolution, the uh, people did not have the means to destroy nature, so we built to in harmony with nature. and. But nowadays, with uh, technology, we can actually destroy nature at our at, at, at the whim of our uh, idea, uh, at the whim of, our movement, we can do that. Therefore, I'm saying that uh, urban planner must plan for people and the land. People means we must know the fundamental, unchanging, uh, need of the people living in the city. And the land, that means when you put the hardware on the land, you must respect nature. You must respect also historical buildings to retain the memory of the past. So if you plan a city this way, it really would weather through any kind of uh, pandemic. OK, um, yep,
0: yeah. thank you. Thank you, Doctor Liu. Uh, While still on governance, um, when you talk about succession planning, when it comes to succession planning, how do you mitigate the differences in mindsets and ideologies? You know, succession planning is so important in in our society, you know, uh, handing down um, uh, ideas and everything else. So differences in mindsets and ideologies. Uh, okay, there are two ways of looking at it. One is from, you know, the one handing down. The other one is the receiving. You know? So how how do you mitigate the differences? Um, I, I, like the two of you, you know, you've got a firm together. and But you're from different generations. So, I, I mean, it's very interesting. It will be very interesting. And this is one of my pet subjects because I took over uh, a family business from my dad. And then I'm trying to figure out how to manage it such that the other people in the family don't get upset you know, with how I manage it. So I'm just, just trying to figure out, like, for the two of you, um, how, how do you mitigate the differences in mindsets and ideologies?
2: Now, I would say that uh, the the main reason of my setting up the office is to, to uh, pass down my planning theories, the architecture design theories and principles to my younger colleagues. In fact, uh, uh, although Morrow is only about uh, six years old, but many other colleagues started working with me 15, 16, 17 years earlier when I, we, we, we were all in the RSP. So, and uh, even though my official title is a chairman, <clears throat> but when I have meetings with my, colleagues, I actually, it's always like a tuition session. Every time we have a meeting to try to solve a problem, my approach is to explain to them how to solve the problem. It's like giving them a tuition so that they I can impart as much as possible, unload as much as possible of what I know so that they They will then uh, remember those principles and and then uh, continue to use it when I stop working. And uh, these principles, again, I want to emphasize uh, fundamental principles, not fashionable principles.
0: Mm, Understood. Um, Daniel, um, how is it for you when it comes to succession planning? Taking over company, starting out with your own ideas?
1: Ideologies. So I, I think for me, it's a bit different because I'm not a technical, I'm not a planner, I'm not an architect. My um, career started off, I was an auditor for almost a decade. And um, so when I joined the business, it was not to start a succession journey. It really was to help, you know, get the, the firm uh, off the ground in terms of developing some internal processes around the finance. Around operations, um, but of course, you know, as uh, as things go, one thing leads to another, and and five six years later, I'm I'm still here, uh, you know. <laughs> and so that's how it is. I think succession planning is something that um, I think, in terms of a family dynamic, it's a very difficult thing to approach, especially when you have uh, a new firm. You know, we're in a very unique situation. It's a new firm. Uh, Chairman who, a founder who is sort of uh, a bit older than a normal founder, um, and a lot of very experienced uh, team members. So my uh, sort of approach has always been to be um, not think of it as like a family business where you hand down from one generation to the next. I think for us, our unique situation requires us to professionalize. So what we've done is rather than think about me sort of as taking over, it's about. In each of the roles that are required, you know, uh, in the firm operations, finance, et cetera, who who are the best fit, right? And and we have people in different roles here who are professional managers. And I think, in terms of the day-to-day running of the firm, uh, we, we we feel that 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 is the best approach. You know, going forward after Doctor Liu is, is is not around, I think we will continue to do it that way, where there is a, a separation between the business functions of the firm and uh, the technical functions of the firm. So it allows the technical staff to be able to, you know, within, of course, some boundaries to do what they need to do, continue to develop very high quality levels of uh, of product. Um, you know, I think the thing is that is very key for us is that, you know, Dr. Liu is uh, the chairman and so he does set the vision, but his vision is very values-based. So when I say values-based, I mean you know, uh, high quality of work, um, good deliverables. Um, In fact, we do things that maybe other commercial organizations may not do in order to maintain and make sure that, you know, the treatment of the land and things like that is perfect or better than anywhere else. So I think that those values are things that are very core to the firm. And so no matter how, you know, succession, whatever happens, I think these are values that we will still try to hold on to You know, we don't need to make the most amount of money because at the end of the day, we are professional experts. And so our job is to make sure that our clients, uh, the governments we work with get the best level of deliverables. I think that is something the next generation is is committed to. Yeah,
2: maybe I'll just add that in every organization, you need a management team. So uh, Daniel, with his background in management, and in uh, finance, he's actually a very valuable member of our firm. And that frees uh, other professional staff to just focus on the professional work. And actually, I want to just add that uh, because many of the staff have been working for me for 15, 16, 17 years, and therefore they are already earning high respect in the profession. Many of them got invited to give talks and so on. And so uh, I'm not too worried about succession, except that professional world, especially this kind of creative world, there's no boundaries. There's always something to share. So I'll try my best to just share as much as you can. But uh, they themselves have already established uh, recognition in the profession.
0: Uh, thank you, Doctor. Doctor Liu. Thank you, Daniel.